All right, let's talk about mushrooms. Everyone's been talking about it lately, but my story has been five years in the making. And I want to share with you the number one lesson that I gained from ingesting magic mushrooms. It was life-changing. And I want to share that with you. But before I do, let's actually dive into what magic mushrooms are. For those that don't know, so a brief paragraph provided by Google, of course, as you see here, psilocybin, the primary hallucinogenic compound in magic mushrooms, is a psychedelic drug that's been used for more than 10,000 years in various spiritual and medical rituals. The experiences can vary, but people report altered perceptions of time and space, feelings of euphoria, and a contemplative dreamlike state. In not so many words, it's, uh, I want to say, powerful. It can be fun. It is absolutely euphoric, and it depends on how much you take. So if you've watched videos about this, you would have seen many people going about it differently. There's microdosing and macrodosing. And I mean, over the five years, I learned a ton, uh, but I did it my own way. And um, even for that, that took time to kind of discover what, what that's like. What is my own way? Of course, you know, individual plans. Everyone needs one if you want to um, start seeing results. I was kind of acting like my own doctor. Um, so if you find any of this information useful, if you learn anything, smash the like. I would really appreciate that. And of course, today's Daily Dose is sponsored by GrassDoor.com. Cannabis delivery made simple. And you can save 40% now if you use the code DAILY at checkout. So what is this number one lesson that I gained from taking mushrooms in varying doses, from small to large, in varying frequencies, from day to day to week to week and month to month. And uh, as of recently, I don't think I've taken anything in about a year. So that was the ultimate goal is being able to kind of figure out where my traumas were, understand them, where, where were they, you know, where were they coming from? What were they, what kind of behaviors were they triggering? Now, the number one, the number one lesson, that's what you're here for. What I gained was to stop seeking approval. Now, this may seem simple, right? But we all do it unconsciously. And um, breaking out of that habit can be tough. Now, many people can say that later on in their lives uh, as they mature and they gain a lot of uh, wisdom through life and experience. You may have heard that from uh, people that are older than you. Like, don't, you know, you shouldn't care about what people think. But in this society that we're in, it's very difficult not to. And with social media, it's very difficult to ignore. So it is very present in today's world. So stop seeking approval. Now, if your circle of influence, if there's not a single person in there you look up to, then why would you care about what they think? Why would it even matter? If you can't find a single person in that circle of influence who did everything right in their life, why would you seek approval from that individual? This could be family. This could be friends. This could be your parents. And it's not to disrespect any of them. It's to better understand who you are, what you want. At the end of the day, you shouldn't worry about what people expect of you, but rather you should really think about what you expect from yourself. 
that is the ultimate lesson. Now, of course, there has been numerous lessons, but that was the number one that kind of changed things overnight. From there, I was able to dive in deeper and begin to identify these traumas, identify, you know, what kind of behaviors they were triggering day to day, things that I just didn't uh, like seeing in my life. And uh, I didn't understand. It was a painful time. So with that, it opened up the door to begin asking a lot more questions. I was like 28 years old at the time. It's hard to believe it's been so long already. And many would think like, wait a minute, why, you know, why would you be going through all of that at such an early age? I felt like I was going through a midlife crisis, had my first kid. It was really, um, it was just a strange time. So people would say, I mean, midlife crisis, you're 28. That's not even midlife. But at that point, I had achieved so much in my life and kind of hit a wall. And started really reflecting on like, what am I doing? Um, am I doing anything meaningful uh, with my time? Am I uh, am I even trying anymore? So, yeah, it's been a wild ride, but five years in the making, and here we are today. I can say that uh, it's been a powerful experience, and the goal was always to use it to identify and to help um, kind of grow out of the depression and the the painful memories, the difficulties of the day-to-day things I had to do. So what else can I say? It does work. You've seen the videos. You've seen many people talk about it. Now, the reason I bring this up was I uh, was going through the comment section through one of my videos, and I found somebody who was asking for guidance. So DQW in FLA commented, where do people find out about psilocybin or MDMA therapies? After decades of useless SSRIs or non-SSRIs, none has ever worked. So that's partly what prompted the video today. I saw this and I said to myself, wow, you know, not enough people have access and the truth is coming out. This is why I'm so interested in plants. I, I've been for a long time, but it's, um, I feel like a lot of medicines can come from plants. Whether we want to acknowledge it as, as a society or not, it's a, it's a reality that we don't know enough and we should be doing more to try to better understand. Now, um, We can take THC, for example, so cannabis, for a long time, it's been frowned upon, Schedule 1, which is ridiculous. Um, And if we consider all the knowledge we've gained through the studies of just that plant and its flower, which we are now being able to utilize for many things, imagine what we can do when we keep an open mind and can allow further studies in everything. Just remove the red tape and the barriers. Remove the horrible perception that's been um, kind of on everybody's minds across the nation. That way, people wouldn't feel like 
they're doing something wrong by seeking a plant alternative. Now, if you guys remember uh, several weeks, probably months now, I had, um, I had a guest on and he has an ayahuasca retreat in Peru. And that was an awesome conversation we had about his practices, you know, why they do what they do, what they're seeing, their, um, you know, their process from start to finish. But it's another example. But who has the ability to fly to Peru and do this? It's going to be the few, the few who are going to have to commit to making that journey. So for those that don't have that uh, ability and the resources, this is an alternative. And of course, you can always check out various different organizations. If you type in to Google, you know, uh, let's say psilocybin studies, group studies, um, application, any combination of these things, you might be able to find something in your city. And if they're running these studies in your city, you can at least try to apply and see if um, you can get in. Outside of that, you have to know somebody and you still want to be cautious if you're going that route. So wild to think that, uh, you know, 10 years ago, we were in a different place and here we are. We can talk about it. We can we can share our experiences, all the positive experiences, uh, and in a way, begin to reshape people's perception. It takes time. That is, that is the difficult part of it. It's a difficult part that it's going to take time, just like how cannabis took time. Maybe perhaps things will be a bit more accelerated because there's a little more acceptance of cannabis now. Um, and the perception has slowly shifted and changed over the years. And just in a handful, handful of years, literally, as you see now, we're talking decriminalization across the country and many other things. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, trying to persuade the public on these different substances that may take a little more time. We'll see. I don't know. But... I really wanted to share this number one lesson with you guys that uh, you don't need psilocybin to come to the same uh, conclusions or any type of substance. Uh, but, you know, it is something that uh, is, has always been from within. All the answers have always come from within, not externally. So for whatever it's worth, I'll catch you guys on the next one.